Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Chiropractor Podcast, where we interview successful chiropractors and coaches to learn about their journey, the obstacles they've overcome, and how you can model their approach to build your chiropractic practice. My name is Andrew Alex, and I'm joined by our illustrious host, the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Solari. Scotty, how are you? I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks for the wonderful introduction. As always, you're fantastic. Well, I have to thank you. We did just get back from your bachelor party last weekend. We had a great time. We did. More healthy time than I thought we would, so I hope our, our listeners can appreciate that. And Scott, we have a great guest today. His name is Dr. Dan Sullivan. He's a chiropractor, speaker, and author, and one of the most sought-after health experts in the United States. He's built one of the largest single-doctor natural health care clinics in the state of Nebraska, expanded to the world of research and education in 2012, speaking to students, doctors, and the public while serving as an official chiropractor for the United States wrestling team during the 2012 London Olympics. Dr. Dan also hosts a video series called Monday Night Raw, and Scott, I have a question for you. I think you know what my question is going to be, but I want to know what all of our wonderful listeners are going to learn from your interview with Dr. Dan Sullivan. Great question, Andrew. So first, I got to say I love Dr. Dan. Um, I met him uh, down in Houston at Cairo Thought Leaders. Uh, Amazing guy, super smart, and... um, What everyone's going to learn from this interview is about how to educate not only your patients, but to get in front of more businesses, more people, um, more medical doctors, just anyone that can listen, how to make that approach and how to educate them about the wellness and health that you're providing your community and uh, within the chiropractic field. So it's a, it's really amazing. It's, there's a lot of information. But he dives into it, and he's so um, he has such language about chiropractic. He knows so much information that if you just listen to this, you're going to come out the other side very well educated. Excellent. Well, let's get that education going, and we'll check back in with you after the interview. Thanks. Scott, it's an honor to be here. So, uh, Dr. Dan, tell me, you know, tell me a little bit about your your past. I mean, I know that you've um, you know you've had your own practice and. And just, t- just give us your story a little bit on the progressions you've made in your in your career and in, in healthcare to you know to get to the point that you're at right now. Yeah, you know, let me. Um, I want to keep it brief. I want to. I'll keep it kind of quick. Uh, but here's the thing. I am. Uh, you know, if you're out there listening as a chiropractor, you know, maybe whoever else, chiropractic potential chiropractor, assistant, or anywhere along the line. Um, I uh, yeah, I was raised in a medical background, so I've got two brothers and medical doctors. I've got a mom that's been a nurse for over 30 years, and a sister's an occupational therapist, and that's kind of what I wanted to do when I grew up because I wanted to be like them. Um, but lo and behold, my path got changed, and uh, uh, you know, here I here I am as a chiropractor. But but I go back to to this, and um, I guess that to keep it short and simple. Um, I heard the truth about chiropractic sitting in an American Legion hall. I'd already started chiropractic college, and I was about six months in to, after I'd started, and um, I was in an American Legion hall in Richfield, Minnesota, right by Bloomington, which is Minneapolis, about, you know, a mile, to about five, 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 less than five miles from the school I went to. And uh, there was a guy that spoke about chiropractic, and he spoke about it in a way that made so much sense to me. 
And my first reaction was this, this, it, it almost like I was telling myself like it can't be true, but I, but I knew I, I knew there was, there was truth to it. So I ended up from that moment on, so many things went through my head. And my first one was I had been in chiropractic at that point for five years. I had seen a chiropractor because I had an accident and an injury pole vaulting in high school as a, as a track and field event. And I um, injured my low back. Nobody can be better. My mom's a nurse, so she sent me. So everyone, bone scans, bone specialists, orthopedist, neurologist, nobody knew what's going on. Everybody said, eventually said after the testing, said nothing, negative, it's in your head. So I went on this long thing, thought I would never play sports again. And um, finally, our, our family dentist said, you start chiropractor, did it. You know, all of a sudden, you know, within six weeks, I'm back playing baseball again. So it was a miracle to me. But here's the only thing I thought chiropractic is. And Scott, you could relate to this, which is the majority of, of human beings, just like I was when I was 16 years old, think that chiropractic is about what? Um, back pain. Back pain, exactly. Back pain, neck pain, maybe the occasional headache. And so for me, it was back pain. And my back pain got better. And so I thought, I want to go help people with my hands. I'm an athlete. I think that is just kind of a cool thing. It helped me. So for five years, I was so two and a half, two two and a half years of high school, Three years of undergrad. While in undergrad, I played baseball. I actually, was went to a Division II college in, in, in Nebraska and played, played baseball because of you know because chiropractic helped me overcome this this injury. And um, and then even six months into my chiropractic education, so five years later, I still thought chiropractic was about back pain until I'm sitting in this American Legion hall and this guy gives me a bigger picture that made sense. And so my you know my head, kind of an analytical side of me, goes back and says, okay. If for five years, and I was going to be a chiropractor for the last five years, I knew it. I was studying pre-chiropractic. I was in chiropractic. I studied, you know, biology and, and anatomy in, in high school even and AP courses. And I still thought chiropractic was for back pain. How in the world, if that's what I think, and I've been studying this for five years, what does the rest of the public think this is? And because of that, what are they not able to experience because they don't understand the true benefit and what I found out of true purpose behind chiropractic? So I set at that point, I set on a, you know, kind of a journey to figure out, to dive into, to see, is this real? Is this, do these results, results really happen? Is there science behind the thing? Is there evidence to support this? And then most importantly, what, how do I need to understand this so I can go communicate this in my own practice, in my own community, so I have a huge influence? And so that got me, I got, I got out of school, you know, the, the groups that I was running, the coaching, the mentorship I was getting in, which is great mentorship. Uh, was if you could reach a thousand patient visits a week um, in your office, you've kind of will change your town. And uh, so that was always my goal coming out of school. And in four years, I, I hit that mark. And uh, you know, much kind of to, to my you know uh, surprise, you know, the hospitals in my town, which is Lincoln, Nebraska, right down from the university, um, the hospital did not shut down. They did not have a parade. They did not have a big you know. Uh, Celebration that uh, because we we are massively transforming the community. It didn't happen. In fact, I became more kind of uh, aware of what I wasn't doing, and, and not that it was bad. I mean, there's high influence and great testimonies and amazing practice. But at the time, I also saw that in, in schools and in our profession, there was this there's this movement happening that you know supplementation doesn't exist, or that chiropractic is just about back pain. And, and so I. I set out on really diving into understanding um, this thing called civilization, what it does, is it influence human health, and if so, what is the role of a chiropractor in, in a community? And um, lo, lo and behold, um, 
the evidence is pretty clear on the influence that we do have and can have, and we've got a lot of work to do to get this information. So long story, even longer, here I am, you know, trying to make sure we change your profession and, and, and reach doctor by doctor, student by student, to teach them that the biggest, that the value that we have is chiropractors. So, so we can change public perception and then, therefore, you know, truly change the world with this message. That's awesome, man. I love it because it, 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 what you said is it's so true about the the knowledge. I mean, I'm I'm 35 years old and I was just getting informed, you know, in the last six months of of really understanding the that the health benefits of chiropractic and what it could do for health in your life. So it's like there's so many people out there just aren't educated. So you know, what are you doing now? Like, what are you doing that now to help chiropractors get the education out there to get out there? And get in front of more people and to, to spread the word on 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 healthcare. Well, so I moved from my so I sold my practice. My first initial practice sold in 2012. I moved to Nashville, practiced there for uh, two and a half years, opening another practice, partnered with a guy, sold that, moved down here to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, team up with one uh, president here at the College Life University. We worked on a couple projects together. And in the midst of that, I, I started kind of launching some of this other thing, this chiropractic advocate stuff, where I my one of my main purpose or mission is. To help a chiropractor become certain what what we do, and uh, and 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 I'll be honest. Here's the thing. So I, I started kind of putting out some content and, and, and getting you know uh, uh, some of what I believe is an important part of, of what's missing uh, in a lot of chiropractors' uh, education. And um, I start getting asked to speak, and I start to kind of hit the road. And it's about a year and a half ago. And I'll I, I be honest, Scott, I, I would have been led to believe in my own mind that I thought, if I can get in front of people and just start to give them some of this evidence and show them how proven we are, because we tend to take a backseat to, to the medical profession. We tend to take a backseat to physical therapists, orthopedists, neurologists, in that we don't in that we think that we're less, our science, science is less than, or we don't have the amount, and it is true, we don't have the amount of research, but we have the science, we have the philosophy, we have the evidence that supports why we do and why we get the results that we get. So I always want to kind of put our money where our mouth is and just say, okay, let's put all our chips in the center. If it is what it is, let's figure out what it is that we do so we can simply communicate this to the public. And you can see I get a little excited about this because I, uh, I just, I, I've seen too many chiropractors that have kind of considered themselves less than or inferior, and they just don't understand the value, and it's not their fault, of what they have in their hands and, and, and in their heart and their mind and their, and their, and their, you know, expertise. And so, um, so, so with that, I, I said, hit the road, and I, I started educating, started putting out content online, resources, and um, here's where I shift, and there's that tell stories because now. I've been I've been kind of awakened to the fact that it's not about more information. I kind of knew that, but I just for some reason I was I was missing this main thing. It's not about more information, right? It's like Google, like like weight loss. Like anybody could go figure out how to lose weight. In fact, there's more information than ever before. If you are close to a computer, got internet access, you can find more than you would ever 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 need or could use. But but people aren't doing it. So it's the same with chiropractic. Like I can provide you all the evidence, but the kicker is. Can I simplify it and provide you resources that allow you to simply and effectively communicate it so you get results in your practice? That's the kicker, and that's what I've really, you know, really focused on in the last six to eight months, developing programs, resources to take this kind of big, abstract, somewhat complex understanding that the spine has an integral relationship with the brain, and therefore, if you have something wrong with the spine, what we call subluxation, if there's abnormal function in the spine or abnormal health in the spine, 
then there's no way your brain and autonomic system is healthy. That's an absolute fact, irrefutable. You can walk into any room and have a conversation with anybody in the world, you know, the most highly educated to, 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 to the, the average human, and they can't refute it, and, and, and it's true. And it's why when we lay our hands on, on, on people and adjust them and remove civilization, remove interference, that we influence the brain and therefore influence every aspect of their behavior, their health, their physiology. And so the world thinks back pain. The evidence says brain. And when you influence the brain, and adjustment influences the brain, you influence everything. So this is where now I've, I've focused my attention and, and work on helping the average chiropractor understand and, more importantly, communicate effectively so they get better results in the practice, more, uh, more, more people in the door, more conversions, and more retention. And so then uh, – um, so – that, that, in a nutshell, is kind of a, a long long way of saying that, so sorry for the, the long-winded answer there. <laughs> no, I love the answer, man. So why do you think it's so difficult for for chiropractors to communicate this? Because I feel like it it's, it's, it's so logical to me. It makes so much sense when you've explained or I've heard of other people, especially being able to go to the conference that I went to where I met you, um, it seemed it made so much sense to me. Why is it why is it so difficult for doctors to get it across to people, and at the same time for people to actually grasp it and believe it? Because they, I, I feel like we're not there yet, right? Yeah, there's two reasons. Number one, again, it's my opinion. Two reasons. Number one is that they weren't exposed. They weren't exposed in the right way that 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 makes sense and is simple for for the chiropractor. The average chiropractor goes to chiropractic college and they've been taught that it that an adjustment is for back pain. The evidence supports that all we do is back pain, maybe some headaches, maybe some some neck pain, uh maybe some sciatica or radiative radiculopathies, but that's it. And so we've been taught that that what we you know kind of you know, there's a hard bone on a soft nerve and, and, and without getting too technical even with you years, is that we've not been exposed in a manner that that makes sense. And what the best research now is providing, I mean, this is new stuff. I mean, journal neuroplasticity just this year, 2016. Uh, and, and there's one in 2007, there's one in 2011, there's one in 2010, 2011, now 2016, all showing how clearly we make brain changes. When you make an adjustment, it's brain change. So, so we just, again, most chiropractors haven't been exposed to this stuff. That's number one. But number two is when you are exposed and you understand as a chiropractor that we influence all this stuff with an adjustment in the absence of pain, that is now you're trying to educate the public that they don't want to hear. And what I mean by that is now you're walking in there and they're already, you know, they get this, you know, I guess my main point is that you got to be bold. Like there, there's, a, there's a point where, where, and I say this every time I speak to chiropractors, our job is to teach the truth. They're Acceptance and or following of that truth is up to them. And I know this is hard to take, but the, so, so we also know that over 80% of communication is nonverbal. So if, if over 80% of communication is nonverbal, it means it's actually more important the poise, the tone, the nature, the posture, like all that was more just as it's not more important than the actual words we used. And that is a huge thing. So, so the question is, do we believe it? And that's where it goes back to, number one, we're not exposed as chiropractors. To, to, to really believe it deep down, to be convicted of what we do. Second, secondly, is to, again, go against the grain and tell people. So, so you, the average person you walk up to in, in the mall, at church, at school, you say children need to be adjusted. They are looking at you like you're crazy. So unless you have a competitive, kind of bold, strong, committed 
you know, spirit about you that you're willing to actually have that conversation, not debate, not argument, just have that conversation as to why, then you're going to get swallowed. And then you're going to, you're going to end up doing third-party pay, whatever the insurance company says or whatever a patient wants to do, because they just want their back pain gone, they don't want to pay for it, and they, and they want it to be one adjusted. See, that's the con, that's, that's the conscience of the society. So what we got to do is be able to, to, to lead a person um, and supersede that. So that's the struggle with the average. And I'm not saying we don't. We all so we all have the struggle, you know. And so this is the element that you know. But but see, the, the beauty is we have the truth on our side. We have the truth, and the truth is that back to the intimate relationship that the brain has with the with the spine. When you lead with it, that there's an intimate relationship with the brain and the spine, you start to change it. One of the things that I focus dots on is change the entire conversation. They thought bad back chiropractor back pain may be gone. If the drugs don't work, I'll go there, right? That's what they think. What if, what if we walk in and you actually start to educate them on the truth of the spine? The spine actually has an intimate relationship with your brain. If your spine's abnormal, everything about your body's going to be abnormal because the brain, the hypothalamus, and you're not going to be able to, you know, concentrate. You're not going to be able to learn about you. Your, your heart's not going to beat like it should. Your immune system's not going to work like it should. Your blood vessels aren't going to dilate and constrict like they should. That is an absolute fact. I don't have to try to convince you. I didn't have to tell you that. Now I had to be convinced of that myself. So, uh, so anyway, you, you, you I, I, I apologize. I, you asked me one question, and I just tend to go off and, and start yelling, and I apologize for that. But uh, I, I, uh, I get, I get excited about this stuff to a point where um, uh, it just those the questions you're asking are great, and, and and I want to respond to a way that I hope the doctor's listening. I want to make sure they know how valuable they are. And even though the culture and the psyche and the understanding of the culture may be where it's at, we don't we don't have to just cower down to that. Our job is to lead them. And whether you're talking to an MD, a PhD, and I've been in the rooms with a lot of these MDs, PhDs, you name it, but even recently. And when you walk in there and you own what we do, like most of them have not heard this, and they don't know what we do, and they and they don't even know the science behind. The, the, what we do. And so when you understand this a little bit, you have such a power and an influence. And, um, and I just, I, I just want to lift you up and be, for the doctor out there to be encouraged that you are the most cutting edge doctor in your I, I say this, you are the most relevant healthcare provider in your community. And I don't, not for a second, do I just say that to, to try to, you know, convince you of that. You are one of the most relevant healthcare providers in your community. And I want you to own that as a chiropractor, and I want you to know that there's evidence and science and research that supports that. And most importantly, there are dying, sick, suffering people out there, kids, moms, dads, that are looking for answers, and they want you. They just don't know you exist. And they think you, as your, at your office, your little chiropractic office, you know, and I say that, you know, just like I would say mine, but they drive by it, and they think, when I get a bad enough back problem, and the drugs don't work, and my orthopedist said it's okay, and the PT didn't work, and the MD says, okay, then I'll go there maybe. And so what they don't know is that you are, again, one of the single most influential people and doctors in your community helping people reach a potential that they will never, ever be able to reach if they don't address their their, their posture, they don't address their spine, they don't address the, the, the function of their biomechanics, and we uniquely sit here and are the only ones talking about it and doing anything about it. And, again, people think we, we just do back pain. Or even worse, yeah, a lot of chiropractors are just saying, well, I'm just trying to get my piece of the pie. I'm just trying to do whatever insurance company tells me. And uh, and that's all I can do. And it's like, no, you have to get good at what you do, and then you have to get good at communicating it, 
and establishing the fact that there, there's value for it and people will pay you for it. So, uh, rant over. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but you, I mean, you said a lot of things there and, and, and I guess my, you know, my question is, you know, I, I hear so many success stories about people at like some of these dinners or like these different events at like, you know, even from my, my doctor I'd go to, but I'm not seeing it visibly. Like I'm not hearing it out there enough online. Like what do the doctors need to be doing to, to getting the message out that they're helping change people's lives. They're helping people, uh, you know, maybe battle cancer or heart disease or, or maybe even if it's just, um, you know, asthma or like whatever the case may be by taking them through this adjustment process that they're able to show this success. Or even like I heard a story the other day about, um, you know, a, a friend being pregnant, their pregnancy was so much better because they were going through adjustments during the whole pregnancy and everything was so much easier. Right. So like things like that, it's like, why are, why are those stories? How, like why, why are the doctors having difficulty getting that out there? Yeah, I mean, or, or how about this one? Even pregnant alone, I had 19 women when I was practicing in Lincoln. You know, who said I got 19 women pregnant when I was in Lincoln. <laughs> I, was like, I, got, I got 19 different women, women pregnant. My wife, you know, she wasn't really mad. No, no, I'm just joking. But so, so the 19 women. So, I, so what happened is I had the story of this gal named Jen. She came in. She couldn't get pregnant. She'd been trying for 10 years. She had eighty thousand dollars worth of procedures and you know, drugs and all kinds of stuff out of pocket by her and her husband for the last decade, 10 years, right? She's like 32 years old, so they were married early, da, da, and uh, they had two adopted children, and uh, they wanted a big family. Ultimately, they so they started adopting the whole thing, and and had been to chiropractors even before, off and on, they used for back pain, you know, when they go, or maybe they came from back pain. So I got on a care plan, and lo and behold, within three months, she was pregnant. And since then, she's had, I think, three kids since then. And so, and, and then word got out, right? So, Help one, and then ultimately, you know, like I know there's a like secret group where they all meet, and then and then you know, and, and then like 19 women later <laughs> that uh, all come in, and and not everybody. It's, it's, it's not like everybody that has a fertility problem has a, it's, it's from a lack of you know subluxation or spinal subluxation or you know subluxation issue they need adjustment. But but it's a major component. We know now neurologically the influence of the stress hormones and how you know subluxation has directly influences that it's going to affect fertility, but. But it's like the, so the, the results are you know so, so profound. You think about that. Like, like people literally live on this earth only because their mother got pregnant only after and like chiropractic. Had it not been for chiropractic, they would not be alive. Like think about the think about how big of a deal that is, right? And, and think about yeah. how, how how many kids don't exist because their 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 mom or dad did not experience chiropractic or did not experience. They get to the cause of the root of the problem. And all the while, you know, they want to be a mom and they, and they could. So this is stuff where it's like you got to have vision and see, you know what, my, my vision supersedes the rejection that, I, that I'm that i fearful of. Like my vision is bigger than the fear than the fear of being rejected by somebody because I'm saying the truth and they maybe don't like that truth or they think I'm crazy or they think I'm a quack or whatever. So that's the thing is, as we as chiropractors have to understand how big of a deal that this 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 thing is, and so, but you know, to your question, you know, you know, my my guess, that, you know, my, my my initial just blink answer is, you know, why don't they get it? Is because people don't. It's hard for them to get a similar to an abstract thing. We push on the back, and and people get pregnant. We push on the back, and their head, headache goes away. We push on the back, 
and their and their you know you know immune system gets better. We push on the back and their blood pressure gets better. You push on the back and their depression gets better. Like it, it's somewhat of an odd thing. And then we got this big pharma, this pharmaceutical company saying we got drugs for every pill. You know we got a you know a pill for every ill. And so you combine all this stuff and, and then it's an appetite for the for destruction. Meaning why we can't get this message out now. Here's my thing. Here's where I come in. Like, and then combine that with a with the chiropractic profession, with a lot of schools and a lot of schools of thought are committed to just trying to get us accepted in the back pain model. I mean, there are literally chiropractic colleges and administration saying if we can just get our place at the table for back pain and and not talk about anything else, then we'll be accepted and we'll we'll have arrived. And we're sitting here, this kind of maybe you know this other camp of chiropractic saying, no, that means that the women that got pregnant, the kids that were sick, the kids with allergies, digestion, and like they would never be helped. So I'm not gonna, you know. And then on the other end, and it reminds me of back to the other thing, which a major part, and you probably heard this maybe through the grapevine or maybe through working with the chiropractors. You know, we can't forget that in the 1980s. Before the 1980s, there was a major movement, a major move by the most powerful organization in the world when it comes to healthcare called the American Medical Association. They had a movement. They were guilty, guilty by the Supreme Court in 19, late 1980s of trying to conspiring to destroy the chiropractic profession by by spreading lies, deception, and, and essentially calling us quack and everything else, and we're on like, that was That went on for decades, and they were guilty by the Supreme Court. And so we can't forget, that's why a lot of people still to this day, especially older generations, think chiropractic are quacks, because that was, that was lies and deception put out by a major influencing political organization called American Medical Association. So we can't forget that that, 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 that was definitely real. But there comes a time when you say, see, that was, that, that, that was happening and that happened, but then there's a truth out there. And my obligation, my responsibility is to this truth. And so that's where, for me, I really dove into the truth and say, I want to be able to look at someone in the eyes and say, listen, this is not only important for you and whatever situation you have, a back, a neck, a, you know, whatever pain or ailment, but, but taking care of your spine is a necessity to reach your health potential for the rest of your life and everybody, everybody that, you know, essentially walks this earth. And uh, so... I, I don't know if I hit on the right button there, but um, uh, there's a lot of odds that, that you, know, you know, kind of blocks that against us, but the truth prevails, and uh, we have to understand the truth and own it and, and educate it and, you know, simply communicate it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, God, I, can, I can talk to you all day about this, man, you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> so, like, I guess, you know, to step back and really help uh, the doctors that are, that are listening to this, um, you know, where do they start with their approach and getting the confidence to really talk about this in the right way and to get the word out? Like, what do you, what do you suggest? And, and what do you, um, you know, if someone wants to learn more about what you're doing and how you can help them, I mean, give, give me the, give me the rundown, Dan. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate this question because, um, you know, it's again, this, uh, you know, I feel like we could talk all day long and it'd be fun, but, um, I, uh, I first will tell you this, as a chiropractor, uh, is one thing that I, I truly believe and, 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 and really coach from, which is, or teach from, I don't, I don't really coach, I just get to try to teach and educate on this model, which is, what you win them to is what you win them, what you win them with is what you win them to. So again, what you win them with is what you win them to. So a new patient comes to your office, or even yet, best yet before that, you go out and maybe do a, a talk, a screening, a dinner, something. 
the first thing that I, I just we have to remember is that what you're winning them with. Now, I'm not opposed. I mean, we got to go out and they're hot, but we got to figure out what is the need that they are looking for that would drive them into the office. Basic marketing, basic business principles. Someone got back in. I'm not going to just you know try to sell them on everything except back there. Right? I, I, I go to go where I'm going to meet them where they're at. But the, the kicker is being able to meet them where they're at, address the thing that they're looking to address, and then win them with more than just that symptom, right? So, so uh, again, it goes back to what you win them with is what you win them to. If all you win them with is that I can help you with your back pain or I can help you with your headaches or chiropractic helps with ear infections, then how would you expect them to ever get the big idea or get the big picture that there's more of the story? Because you're just trying to get the lowest hanging fruit of like, let me just get you in, and if I could just sell you on that, and I feel like that's where you lose. And then you wonder why offices out there that are really doing big things and seeing big volume and having a huge transformation, you wonder why they get their patients coming in over and over again. When they're sick, they actually are coming in. They're not saying, well, I don't want, you know, my daughter's got a fever. I can't leave. I don't want to get any of you sick. Like, people always ask me that. Like, well, how do you get people to come in? You know, when people are something as simple as they're sick, they actually don't even come in because they don't want to get us sick. What they don't realize is that the most important time to get adjusted is when you are sick because it helps boost the immunity and, and, and uh, you know, whatever, you got a fever. And so the point is you've got to win them more. You've got to win them with more than just their symptom or their ache or their pain. And so that's the first thing. The second thing of the two things is talk about the brain and the nervous system. Like, like the spine, you know, it's not – Listen, we don't get great results because of because of we're so great at adjusting, and that, that's all part of it, and technique is important, all that stuff. But it's because of the intimate relationship between the brain and the spine. That's what I cannot stop saying that over, and you probably heard me say it five times, like there's an intimate relationship. That means there is a close relationship, a, like, proportionately, you know, strong, that the health of the spine is going to, to, to be the health of the brain, and that's what the research shows. The health of the spine is the health of the brain. If the spine is not healthy, the brain is not healthy. If the brain is not healthy, the body is not healthy. It is that simple. And so we have to start educating from this place that, and I'm not even trying to make it bigger than what it is. I'm not trying to be extreme. I'm not trying to just, just use the line. It is what it is. So if we find subluxation with the spine, there is any abnormal, you know, you know, abnormally moving or aligned vertebra we call subluxation then you've got a brain problem. So I talk about, it's not about a back problem, it's about a brain problem. Everybody, you ask, I go out and I ask 100% of the public, listen to this, this is, this is a good one, Scott, let me give you uh, for the docs here, that you go, yeah. into your, go into your community, ask 100 people, now let's say 10, say 10 people, and you ask 10 people, what does a chiropractor do? Chances are, you're going to get a few words. What would they be? Maybe we talked about this already. Back, yep. neck, neck, pain, right? So, uh, so, so maybe quack, maybe whatever their their perceptions. So, but if I go in the community and ask the same ten people, would you rather have a back problem or a brain problem? All ten of those people, right? So I ask you, Scott, would you rather have a back problem or a brain problem? Which one would you rather have? I would say I'd rather have a back problem. You have a back problem because a brain problem is a bigger deal than a back problem. What they don't yeah. know, and that's a hundred percent of the people. So I'm big on like understanding where the psychology of a, of a human already is and how to work with it, not against it. So if they, we've already got a misconception that they think, you know, chiropractic is about bad basketball, let's, let's supersede, let's change the entire conversation. The entire conversation is, if, if you, if, 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 to your point, everybody's going to say I'd rather a back problem. What they don't understand is that back problem is a brain problem. It is. 
Socialization is a brain problem. The best evidence supports that. So if we can get them to understand that, and then, more importantly, what if you said, would you, would, would you rather your child, your five-year-old at home, would you rather they have a back problem or a brain problem? Boom, no-brainer, right? So what they don't know is that silent subluxation, that thing that doesn't always cause pain, where in fact most often doesn't cause pain, is a brain problem. You see how we've begun to, 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 you know, lead them into a, a better understanding. And so this is all the stuff that I put out. I was trying to so whether it be posters, whether it be you know handouts, whether it be newsletters, whether it be uh, you know I've got a new brain model coming out where I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting you know uh, docs an opportunity to to get a, a brain model, a brain model that lights up and you can dim it down and it's got LED lights in it and it's got a spine, uh, a cervical or neck. Uh, neck vertebra attached to it. Then instead of we're just talking about a bad back, here here's a back and a bend like this. And if it's you know if it's out of position, this is what it looks like. That we're 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 literally showing them uh, with a bad neck and how it affects the brain and, and the brain lighting up or making it dimmer. So these are all the things that I'm been working on to, to help a doctor more effectively communicate. So I'll, I'll myself at chiropracticadvocate.com and and uh, got a lot of blogs and videos and stuff you can watch and, and free content on there. Yeah, so again, uh, com. that's where you can go to get more information from, uh, about how Dr. Dan Sullivan's helping you out there, uh, educate and get the word out and help people with their brain problems, right? Exactly. It is a brain problem. <laughs> that is exactly it. Dr. Dan, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for being on, uh, the podcast. No, it's an honor. I had a great time. I'd uh, love to do it again. And, uh, um, yeah, I get uh, – sorry for uh, maybe rambling a little bit. I get uh, pretty excited about this stuff. I just uh, see it one way and excited about what the, where the chiropractic profession is going. That being said, like, I, I really see the chiropractic – we're going in the right way. It's never been a better time. We can position ourselves in a unique way. And so I just want to encourage and lift you up as a chiropractor out there. Uh, just remind you how powerful you are, how great you are. You're doing better than you think, and you just – you just need to continue. The people are out there. They want you. They just don't know where you're at. So, um, and again, that's where credit to you guys. What you guys are doing, Scott. Like, like any way, anybody, any place, any company, any, anything that's doing something to help us get this message is is. I mean, we're winning. We're winning for mankind. I mean, this is something that we could feel good about. We're not trying to sell them more drugs, sell them more chemicals. We're not trying to cover up a symptom. We're not trying to sell them sugar water. We are literally selling something that to them. That is the, 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 you know, it's like I think about my child. I got a three-year-old. I got a five-year-old. I think about like how unique their life has been compared to like mine, you know. And, and not that mine was bad or my parents, but they just didn't know, you know. And and then no chemicals in their bodies and they're so so you know they've been you know just since birth their brain is firing. And so I just believe everybody deserves the right to know that that's available to them and what to do. So thank you know thank you for what you guys work doing, Scott, and, and, and helping chiropractors get this message. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Thank you very much, Scott, for conducting that interview. I want to send out a special thank you to Dr. Dan Sullivan for his time. We really appreciate it here at the podcast. I hope you learned as much as we did. Scott, something that really resonates with me, and it's probably because of what we do here at Viral, is that education-based um, approach to you know, sharing and educating the people that you're working with, because that's the best way to add value to them so that they trust you. You're their expert. You're the person that they go to. And really, in when it comes to chiropractic, I mean, you're if you're constantly educating someone, then not only are you helping them stay healthy, but, you know, you have a client for life. 
Yeah, Andrew. I mean, it's such a it's such a big thing, and and you know, Dr. Dan obviously covered a lot in that interview, but I think. It's so important to really make sure that you're out there spreading the word of chiropractic because you need to get in front of consumers, you need to get in front of businesses, you need to get in front of other med doctors and really help them with their care. And and Dr. Dan's so versed, but it's like the the education needs to get out to the world because this type of um, this type of healthcare is so important uh, to the health of the world, essentially. And and you can hear the passion. And we had a long interview, so you can hear the passion in Dr. Dan's voice. And I just I love his passion for this, and and for him to be around helping doctors that help more and more people. Yeah. Well. Again, thank you, Scott. Thank you very much, Dr. Dan Sullivan. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you most of all to our wonderful listeners out there. Um, My name is Andrew Alex, and I am excited to host next week on this, the Entrepreneurial Chiropractor Podcast. Scotty? We'll see you soon. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Take care, everyone.